Matthew chapter 24 and verse 32. The parables in Matthew 24 are what are known as the Olivet Parables. And they run on into chapter 25. And in the light of the second coming of our Lord, it's important that we should look at them before moving on into chapter 25. You know, our Lord was, was nearing the end of his earthly ministry. The uh, battle of words with his enemies who were constantly gunning for him. Watching, they were watching his every word to see if they could catch him out. But that's over. His endurance had outmatched and outreached their maliciousness. And throughout all these intense disagreements and discussions and contentions, obviously his spirit was kept safe by by God his Father. There's a, there's a verse in the Psalms, in Psalm 31, it says, kept secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. And I thought that was lovely. Kept secretly in God's pavilion from the strife of tongues. And you know, that would be a wonderful thing for us to pray, that we may be kept daily in God's pavilion from the strife of tongues and now he sits quietly with his disciples on the hillside of all of us commanding this panoramic view of his beloved city and what receptive minds the disciples had how keen they were to know about the Lord and as we've seen over the past two weeks, as we had the wonderful privilege to overhear what Jesus was saying to his disciples. And he told his friends, the contents of that wonderful chapter and that particular part of the whole Olivet Discourse. You know, we didn't, we didn't look at these parables, we, we sort of skipped over them. But I think maybe we should go back and look at them. You remember a few weeks ago we described what a parable was. I always think it's worthwhile going over things again, because I, I forget them. What is it the, the, the old hymn says? Uh, Tell me the story often. For I forget so soon. The early dew of morning has passed away at noon. And I think we need to be told often what the scripture says. But in school we are always taught a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And that's, that's very true. But we saw that it was a story or illustration which was told and laid alongside a truth or a fact in order to illustrate that truth and help gain a better understanding of the truth. And we saw that we should never base any doctrine on the parable, but our doctrine should be based on the, on the truth. 
if our interpretation of the parable doesn't stand up to the truth, it's our interpretation that is wrong, and it's not the truth. All our truth must be based on the doctrine. Now that's all just by the way. Uh, we're, we're going to have a look at these parables. There was one other further point before we continue, which we did not mention in the last couple of weeks, and perhaps we should have. At the very start of this chapter, uh, chapter 24, verse 3, it is important to notice that when the Jewish disciples asked Jesus about the end times, they in fact asked, what is the sign of thy coming and completion of the age. Now there's another the in this here, but in actual fact, it's, what it should say is, as I read it there, what is the sign of thy coming and the completion or the end of the age? They were looking for one sign for this event, which to their minds consisted of an event comprising the Lord's coming which would be the completion of the end of the age. Do you understand? The question was not regarding two disassociated events but two events which were associated. They thought, they expected that the sign of bring in the completion of the age. One, one sign, they said, for these two events which were associated. We saw how Christ explained what was to take place in the final seven years. He gave a, a history of the future of the Jewish nation. The final years of this whole age the last seven years, the last week of Daniel's 70th week, which will cut in, as we have said so often, when the church is removed, then God's clock regarding the Jewish nation will start again. False Christs, false prophets, lawlessness, anti-Semitism, all those things which we saw mentioned in chapter 24. Iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold, and so on. And then we saw where the abomination was being, would be set up in the temple, bringing in, as we saw in Daniel 9, the retraction of the peace covenant which the majority of Jews were going to make with the Antichrist and then as Jesus said then shall be great tribulation then he answers their question what is the sign of thy coming and completion of the age When will the end of the end be? We all know that that seven years is going to be the end times. In Daniel 9, 27, he spoke of consummation, the completion, 
the full end. When will be the full end? And that's what the disciples were wondering. The equivalent word used elsewhere is for a point where the end of one thing touches the beginning of another. You get that? Where the end of something, the very end, where the end of that touches the beginning of the other. And that is the extreme end of this age where it touches the beginning of the next age, the millennium. That's what they wanted to know. When was this new age going to come in, which had been forecast by all the prophets throughout the Old Testament? When will it be? And Jesus gives them the answer. He says in verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken and then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven when will this take place at the end of the tribulation there are going to be signs in the skies and then the sign shall appear of the son of man coming in the second advent and that's the that's the period that we're talking about in this chapter and we must examine these parables in the light of the end of this age and of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ we've stressed before that the church will have been removed by this time the church will be in heaven and these parables actually strangely enough there's only one I think is called a parable they're endorsing and encouraging an attitude of watchfulness and preparedness for all in anticipation of the coming of the Lord and you know as we look at these parables we should also be reminded ourselves that we should be ready for the rapture that we should be prepared we keep saying that these Jews should be prepared for the coming of the Lord their Messiah but we also should apply these to ourselves and make sure that we are ready when the Lord comes to take us to be with himself now there are three parables in chapter 24 when I thought we'd have done the whole three today but I don't think we're going to do more than two they're not very long but nevertheless when I started to do the last one in the chapter I realized it was going to be something a lot more difficult so we will just do the first two small ones today there's the fig tree and the other one is the master of the house those two parables the third one is the faithful and unfaithful servant but we won't be doing that one today so let's look at verse 32 there's only a few verses it says uh, in chapter 24 32 now learn a parable of the fig tree 
when his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the door. And James, James describes the judge ready to come into the court. You know that expression? He's at the door. And that's the way it is at the moment. It's getting very near, all these things. Of course, we realize these prophecies and tribulations will no doubt affect the Jew and the Gentile. It will affect everybody in the world at this particular time. And so, if we look at Luke 21, we have the similar parable in Luke 21. And they add a little bit. They add a little bit extra. Jesus speaking, and he spake to them a parable. Behold, the fig, the fig tree and all the trees. <laughs> and that's when he's bringing in, everybody's going to be affected by these tribulations. It's not going to be just the Jews. And when they now shoot forth, ye see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand there are being given a warning, an indication by all these events which scripture says, which Jesus says, will take place before he comes. So Luke adds, and all the trees, the Gentiles, they will be affected by this whole scenario. They will both be suffering in that tribulation. Now, this parable is mainly teaching about all these things. All these things which are coming to pass. All these things. When ye shall see all these things. From Luke, it appears that presumably... Because the spirit of iniquity is already in the world, there will be wars and rumors of wars. It says in chapter nine, 21, verse 9, just a few verses back from what we've been reading there in Luke. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified. For these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Now, by and by doesn't mean what it we say, oh, I'll get that done by and by. Meaning that you'll get it done sometime. But by and by in scripture is exactly the opposite. By and by in scripture means straightway. But it, it, it's straightway it means. It doesn't mean by and by. So what's he saying here? When you shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not straightway. You know, we have been... Uh, given the idea that when we see longer wars and longer uh, events, uh, tribulations and pestilences taking place these days, that oh well things are really getting uh, closer, well they are getting closer 
but it's, it's slightly different what Jesus is saying here. What happens in, in these countries when you've had a dry, a, a long dry period and then suddenly you get the rains? The trees just burst into leaf. That's the picture Jesus is giving here. Now the, the, the fig tree is, is indicative of the Jewish nation but uh, in this particular case I don't think it is relevant. How long does it take? Does it take, when, when the rains come, the, the trees just burst out. We, we've seen these uh, in, in films all the time. You see an arid desert and you get the rain and then the sudden blossom. We had a tree, a flowering pear, and it just came into leaf overnight practically. One day you'd see it and, and you'd look out again the next day and there'd be leaves all over it. And that's what Jesus is giving the picture here. He says, when you see the leaves all suddenly coming onto the fig tree, when the rains come and the heat, suddenly there's a fantastic growth just and, and, and that's what that's what Jesus is trying to get over the picture like our flowering pear there will come a time I believe when all these things will be evident within a very short time scale now there are things which are going to be happening ongoing wars rumors of wars troubles pestilences people suffering anti-semitism all those things but there will come a time when all these things will be evident together within a very short space of time and then he says then you'll know when all these things come in rapid succession the end is near it's going to be terrible I mean Jesus said there won't be a time like it before or since. We think when we see a war here, a war there, that it's terrible. It's going to be nothing like this. It's going to be horrific. And then the end will come. We'll see the sign of the Son of Man coming in the clouds. One thing we must remember, it's not the job of us as Christians to be overtaken by a concern as to the signs which are appearing and which will be for the godly remnant of the Jewish nation at that time and the Gentiles who may have turned to God during the tribulation. Remember what Paul said to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 5.1 But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write to you. Why? Because they didn't concern the believers. Those believers were looking for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to take them to be with himself, the bridegroom coming for his bride. And he says... There's no need that I write to you. And so, we have the parable of the fig tree. It's going to burst into leaf. 
when these people at this particular time see a, a massive increase in all these pestilences and tribulations and troubles, that is the sign of the beginning of the end. Okay, we go on to the next one. It's a very short little parable that, but it's very important. So important, Jesus told us. <laughs> well, let's go on to the next one. Uh, it's the master of the house. Verse 42. Jesus has been telling that it was it's going to be like the times of Noah, when every imagination and thought of man's heart was only evil continually. And there were no good people in the world except for Noah and his family, eight people in the whole of the world. And that's the way it's going to be, he said, from the coming of the Son of Man. And people are going to be taken away when the Son of Man comes in judgment. Then he goes on to say, watch, because of that, because of the whole things that Jesus has been saying, that people are going to fall away from the faith. He says, watch, therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But this know, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched, and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. What a very practical bit of information this was. Be watchful for the second advent of the Lord. That's what he's telling them. Be ready. Be watchful. If a house owner could know the time of a robbery, he would not make uh, plans to go out. He would make sure he was in the house and that he would take all the precautions necessary to, to remedy the, the situation which was about to take place. We have seen in the past that the coming of the Lord for his church is as a bridegroom coming for his bride. Now, a bridegroom coming for his bride is different from a thief coming in the night. The two events could not be more diametrically opposed. A man coming for his bride or a thief coming in the middle of the night to break into your house. Jesus is teaching here that the godly Jewish remnant must be vigilant aware of the signs and ready to welcome their true Messiah. That's what the three uh, things that he would have wanted them to, to realize. The days of Noah, many were taken away in judgment. One was grinding at the mill, one was taken, two were grinding at the mill, one was taken and the other left. What happened in the days of Noah? Noah and his family were in the ark. The rest of the people were taken away in judgment. 
And Jesus is saying, be watchful. Be watchful. Because he was going to come unexpectedly. And they were to be ready. They were, they were to be vigilant. They were not going to be careless. Or they would be caught out. Frightening. And they would escape, as it were, the fowler's snare. And there are a couple of psalms that I wanted to read, just because there's not an awful lot more we can say about that particular parable either. The good man of the house went to watch for the thief, so that they weren't to be caught. And this is Israel. The Lord will fight for Israel. Israel will be surrounded. And the Lord will come when they are at their wit's end. When they are about to be consumed by invading armies. And Psalm 124 pictures this. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, when they had swallowed us up quick, when their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters had overwhelmed us, the stream had gone over our soul, then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Oh yes, these nations are going to come up against Jerusalem. They're going to be proud, they're going to be arrogant. We can see it. We can see the... the, the, the the start of it in people's attitudes today. These nations want to wipe out Israel. These proud nations are going to come up against Israel. Then the proud waters have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. What a wonderful psalm. But that's the situation that Israel are going to find themselves that, but they're going to escape out of the fowler's snare. And also in Psalm 91, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. We talked, we spoke last week about the pestilences which are going to overtake us, overtake the world in the tribulation. Pestilence people who are going to be pestilence as well he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and buckler thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. All those things are very 
picture full of the, the things that are going to happen to the Jewish nation in those terrible days during those last seven years. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. These people are going to be sealed. They are going to be the ones who will not fall, but they shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Those nations are going to be wiped out that will come against Jerusalem when God, as we saw in Joel, shall fight as in the day of battle. But Judah shall abide forever. And so we have those two short little parables but we come next week to the faithful and unfaithful servants and that will take a little bit more uh, study before next week but the main thing the main message that these were getting over to these disciples as they listened was that the Jewish nation should be prepared and ready for the coming again of Christ and that they would recognize him then as their true Messiah.